right, everybody, welcome back to the show. And we have another crazy week in the NFL. Man, back to back weeks of just pure craziness. Um, <laughs> was this week 11? Week 11 in the books, um, you know, outside of Monday night and Sunday night game is just getting kicked off here. Wow, wild, wild, close games. What? How many? Let's see. Let's go through how many one score. <clears throat> excuse me. How many one score games do we end up with? One, two, three, four, five, six, six of the what? Eight, eleven. More than half. More than half the games this week have been <laughs> one score games. It, I mean, it's. It was it was it was crazy, man. Let's just start. I'm just gonna go just jump straight into it, man. Uh, we had Steelers, Browns. Oh God, um, <laughs> where do I start with this? Uh, the Steelers' offense is so pitiful. Now, typically, I would say you know the Browns' defense just put another team once again in a chokehold, but um. That wasn't the case here. I mean, it was the case, but I think we just seen this over and over again. Now the Steelers offense is just so anemic. Um, Kenny Pickett, that's not it. I there's there's the only reason I think Kenny Pickett will even get another contract with the Steelers is just simply nepotism, simply homerism, simply because he's from somewhere in Pennsylvania. I'm assuming he's from Pittsburgh somewhere. He went to Pittsburgh University. He got drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Deep down in his heart. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Um but this uh, is it's, he's not it's not it. This ain't it, man. This is not <laughs> it. I was looking at this earlier and this game was so pitiful to watch. Uh, Kenny Pickett ended up with 106 yards passing. You know how crazy that is? He threw the ball 28 times and ended up with 106 yards. That is so crazy. If Jalen Warren was not on this team, I think they would have just barely gained 150 yards. Now, wild that is. Shout out to Jalen Warren putting the team, literally this game, putting the team on his back. But I skipped the lead. They didn't even win. They didn't pull out the usual Steelers win where they just do nothing all game and then just all of a sudden win the game. They they didn't even do it. It was 10 to 13. Browns beat the Steelers in just a defensive slugfest with a couple big plays here. Now, really, uh, let me stay on the Steelers. The Steelers had a few big plays, um, all from Jalen Warren. If that's fair, the man really just put the team on his back. He had a 70 yard run. Like, but even if you take the 70 yard, if you take the 74 yard run out, he's still at eight carries for 55 ish yards, something like that, which still is pretty good. That's seven yards a carry. He was literally carrying the team. It was, but I, I need to know. I need to know what the third down conversion rate was because it could have been three for 14 because it just seemed like every other possession was it was just a three and out fest um Kenny Pig is not it man I, at some point I don't know what his 
I don't know what his contract looks like right now, when his contract is up, but I would definitely, I think you got to think about moving on already because it's so bad. It's not um, Jordan Love, who I'll, who I'll talk about later. Like Jordan Love, there's flashes of, okay, this guy can be a serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL, like as a floor. Now, will he vacillate, you know, wildly up and down? Um, yeah, sure. But Kenny Pickett is just a flat line of a big nothing burger and he'll throw he throws one to two good balls a game and so far they've gotten away with that they've gotten away with just here just do something throw (laughs) and to be fair not to not to to not be fair but like most of those are just because george pickens is so good like we I, i i heard like i feel like i've heard people saying that well Kenny Pickett will give you the one play at the end of the game, the one play uh, or play the fourth quarter really well. But is it or is it just spam George Pickens over and over again, just on a go ball? Like at some point, this I mean, you guys are they're in. (laughs) You're locked into his his. I mean, if you don't want to give up, you know. What this year's eleven million, eight million dead cap for letting him go next year. So you're at least probably dealing with Kenny Pickett through next year. Because I I don't know if if you're a Steelers fan, do you just draft another guy? Because you're not you're not going to have a good draft pick this year. The, the team is too good. You're doing too well to get a good draft pick. So what do you do? You just stick with him and hope that next year there's a good quarterback in the draft and that the last year's contract, he can just, like, the guy, <laughs> the rookie behind him can do something. I don't know. I don't know. Kenny Pickett just, it was bad, man. It was just a, th- a three and out fest. Um, on the other side of the ball, DTR was pretty good. They put the training wheels on for him. That helped. They, ba- I mean, every play is just a quick quick pass to the left side they just cut the cut the field in half make it easy for the guy i mean he threw it 43 times and had 165 yards that should tell you all you need to know right there they ran for what is it 96 yards but it wasn't anything effective really you know jerome jerome ford had the touchdown but they they were moving the ball by throwing it and, I mean, they didn't move it a lot, but they were moved. That that's how they moved the ball was DTR throwing on second and third down, and he was okay. He didn't he didn't you know blow up the game like with the three pick game. There was nothing like that. He just had a good, not good, but he just had a cool, solid game. Like I, I there's not really a lot more I can say. He held it down. That last drive looked okay. He looked pretty good. He was he was moving the ball down pretty well. Um. You know, uh, hitting Njoku over the, uh, I don't know if it was over the middle, but he hit Njoku on a really nice ball to get him into field goal range. Uh, he, it's crazy. Like, I know it's one game, and he showed more to me in the in that one drive in one game than I can, than I feel comfortable with from Kenny Pickett. Like, we talking about a guy who had eight touchdowns last year. You know, um, 
I don't know. I don't think the Steelers can. They're not contenders. They are pretenders. I don't remember if we said if Daniel or me said they. They're pretenders. This team is not going to do anything real or of concern anytime soon in the playoffs or otherwise. Uh, Browns. I don't know if DTR can just get a little better over this the next this last stretch of the season, maybe, and just realize that. Um, I just wish DTR would realize, like, hey, just take off, buddy. Just take off. If you don't feel like it's there, you don't feel comfortable um, making some of those passes, just take off. You've got physical skills and ability. And, you know, just do what you got to do. But, yeah, Browns win by three in a last set of field goal. All right. Uh, another game. Let's see. What is the next game I want to talk about? Titans, Jags, nothing to say. I can go through the scores. Uh, Jags beat the Titans 34-14. Pretty much the same. Will Levis. I mean, they didn't throw the ball as much, but the fact that they got off maybe 55 plays should say enough. It was another three-and-out fest from the Titans, and the Jags finally moved the ball. I mean, Trevor had four touchdowns. He threw for two, ran for two. Um, He just showed up and... Looked like the guy that he should have been looking like all season. I don't know if the and it can't just be um, the Titan. The Titan like Jeffrey Simmons has some plays where it was just like Jesus, like oh, that guy. That guy's a monster. Uh, get him off of the Titans. Get him somewhere on a winning team where he can actually contribute. Cause that dude is sick. He had one play. It was just a a swim move for a three-yard loss like they just ran the ball straight up the middle inside zone and Jeffrey Simmons just wax on wax off (laughs) it was so ridiculous scored a touchdown yes right he caught a touchdown Jeffrey Simmons caught a touchdown man what they called it the thick six that was disgusting don't call don't ever say no stuff like that on a game please (laughs) please don't that was gross thick six oh stop it but yeah, they blow him out. That's it. Uh, Trevor finally showing up, man. It's nice to see. It was nice to see a good game from uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't want to get. Uh, let's see. Early window. Early window. Cowboys. Panthers. What do you want me to say, Cowboys fans? What do you want me to say? The Cowboys win thirty-three to ten against the worst team in the league. That should be all I have to say. I'm not. I'm not bigging up the Cowboys because they beat the worst team in the league. That is the worst team in the league. They are one and nine. Okay, what are we talking about here? Like, I'm, there's no hate here. It was a good game, good solid game. Dak struggled in the first half. You know, kind of made it up. Cool, good for you guys. Golf clap. Good for you guys. You did what you were supposed to. There you go. Props. You did what you were supposed to. I'm not going to talk about getting rid of Dak. I'm not talking about none of that. <laughs> Just good win. Let's move on to next week. Good job, Cowboys. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's get to some of the good early window games that were a little better. Um, Oh, yeah. Giants, Commanders. <sighs> Sam Howe. Sam Howe. I've been shouting out Sam Howe for the last probably two or three weeks now and he just disappointed this game the line was overwhelmed um and he threw a bunch of picks threw a pick six if i remember correctly 
and just looked he just didn't look like the same guy that he's been over the past few weeks and you know that pass rush did really good um on the other side Danny DeVito Tommy DeVito aka Danny DeVito I can't help but want to call him Danny DeVito I mean it's just so close it's such a easy it's just a layup it's right there um Tommy DeVito shows up now granted you know he kind of it was just you know <laughs> like get it to Saquon and that's the that's what this offense should be for for the Giants just hey get the ball to Saquon it's not that difficult of a concept to understand just get the man the ball he is the best player on your offense hands down get him the ball over and over again doesn't matter doesn't matter will he get hurt he's probably gonna get hurt anyway you guys are bad that doesn't even matter just do it and they did it here and they beat Washington man it was pretty good pretty good showing from the Giants um yeah, Sam Howell, get that man on the offensive line. If he, I, I really feel like if Sam Howell just had a really good offensive line, he could produce at a pretty high level. Um, like especially with the weapons he has there. Logan Thomas is really good. Brian Robinson Jr. is really good. Terry McLaurin, amazing. Jahan Dotson's pretty good. Even Brian, uh, Byron Pringle. Shout out to Byron Pringle. Still in the league doing his thing I, I would not have expected that um yeah get that man aligned so he can so you can show out that should be your your draft pick um left tackle i don't well, whatever tag whatever lineman <laughs> the commanders need I, I, I wouldn't exclusively watch the offensive line to see who was failing but that offensive line sucked ah now we get to the juicy stuff in the early window. Let's start with this weird Dolphins Raiders game. Watching this game, it felt like the Raiders should have lost by 25 points. They should have lost by 30 points, <laughs> especially in the first half. It just felt like now they were putting up points, but it just watching the stretches of the Raiders being bad is really bad. But the defense, I don't know what Antonio Pierce is doing, what he's telling those guys, but the defense is like they they out there they out there showing up. They um I can't say they put the clamps on because they didn't really put the clamps on the offense. Let me see what the the team says. How many yards did the Yeah, they put up four hundred and twenty two yards, but they only scored twenty points. It was three for eleven on third down. That doesn't help. But um, the real, real story here. Now people are going to say, "Look what Tua did. He had three hundred and twenty-five yards and two touchdowns. He and Tyreek had one hundred and forty-six yards." But the fact that this game was so close should really, really scare a lot of people. Um, oh yeah, I don't think I said the score. The Dolphins win twenty to thirteen. For those of you who don't know. And um, when Tyreek got hurt, he limped off the field, looked like it's probably a hip or something with his right leg. And it um, the whole game flipped once Tyreek got hurt. And the 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 Dolphins offense just like essentially just came to a stop. They couldn't they just couldn't get anything going. Tua looked lost for a while. Eventually, they picked it back up. They they still couldn't score. They still couldn't finish drives. They still couldn't stay on the field. Um, and that's a big thing for me. Is like, okay, you, you if it's it's like the um the Jags this whole season, right? 
they they've been moving the ball really well. Uh, Etn has been moving the ball really well, but they could never finish drives. They never like gotten a field goal. They would they were losing the the uh, field positioning battle and just could never punch those in and and make it count. And that's kind of what happened to the Dolphins here in the second half. Was just Tyreek was down. He came back eventually, and he you know he he did what Tyreek does, but like. That little stretch was very, very concerning. Watching them just kind of have nowhere to go. No, they don't. They didn't have a go-to. Achan went down again. So, I mean, Mostert's cool, but that 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 um thunder and lightning little little two two combo that they had going was the best in the league. Best we've seen from running backs in a while in this past happy league. But I mean, look what happened. Like. The Raiders just fought and clawed, and Aiden O'Connell, like Aiden O'Connell, was so confusing because he had stretches where it looked like there's no way he should be starting. Really, if we be honest, if the if the Raiders had any other competent starting quarterback, they probably would have blew Miami out. If if the Raiders had Josh Allen right now, they would have blew Miami out. <laughs> It's just there were these long because what the Raiders yeah Raiders didn't even score second half that's my point is that the Miami completely came to a halt in the second half but so did the Raiders and they were like the Dolphins are so lucky they were playing Aiden O'Connell because if I let me see before I completely talk out of my ass when when were he, all his interceptions all his interceptions were yeah okay one in the second quarter two in the second quarter wait no 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 hold on. Yeah, they were all in the second half. Aiden O'Connell, all three of his touchdowns were, or his interceptions were in the second half. Interception, interception, last drive, interception in the end zone uh, to Ramsey to lose the game with 20 seconds left on a second and 10 at the 40. Now, granted, you need to get a touchdown, and I don't remember, I don't quite remember if they had any timeouts left, but they had enough time. To run a sh- like run a play, get any type of yardage, clock the ball, and run another play from maybe the, the however far down you get, you already pass, um, you already pass uh, midfield. But it's Aiden O'Connell. That's kind of my point. If you had any other competent starting uh, quarterback, you probably win this game by a couple of scores because Tyreek just sucked all the wind. Tyreek and A-Chan going down sucked all the wind out of the Dolphins' offense. And yeah, I don't Tua for MVP. This stuff, I don't know, man. It's, it's I don't know. The numbers are astronomical, and it's hard to to fight against that. I still, honestly, this game cemented it for me even more that Tyreek Hill might as well be the MVP. If we're going to make, if we're going to do this, if all the quarterbacks are going to put up these similar numbers and just all coast along to what looks like might be 35 touchdowns, around 4,000 yards, 68 to 70% completion rated uh, rate, and they all lose three, four games, five games, just give this to Tyreek because the man had the man missed significant amount of time in this game, damn near a whole quarter, and still had ten catches for 146 yards and a touchdown. 
what are we doing here? That man is the MVP. Give him the MVP. Like, just we can if he keeps doing this and if he cracks two thousand yards, give him the MVP and stop playing. If he goes twenty one hundred, what is he on pace for? Let, let's. I have to know. Like, uh, I can't spell. Oh no, I can spell. I just can't type. But it's 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 out of pocket, man. The man has what are we on? Game what is this? Their tenth game? Seven and three, so yeah, ten. Oh. So what he's a hundred and twenty two a game. He's on pace for two thousand seventy four and probably just around fifteen, sixteen touchdowns. Yes, just Especially if they're number one or two in the AFC, it's it's time we had a non-quarterback. And if it's gonna be anybody, it's just give it to Tyreek. That would I, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to see you because he went out of this game, and Dolphins just looked like they were done. No A chan, A chan, A chan. No A chan. No Tyreek Hill. No chance. I don't care. Oops, excuse me. I don't care if Tua puts up four hundred yards. The fact that you couldn't beat. <laughs> The Raiders by more than six, seven points by a touchdown says a lot. The fact that you couldn't just run up the score on on, on them in the second half when Aiden O'Connell throws three interceptions. How many drives did they even have in the second half? Let's see. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So half of their possessions ended in an interception. Ended in turning the ball over. One of these was a turnover on downs. So yeah, like you had four, you had four turnovers essentially, and you couldn't put up thirty. It just feels weird. Like no Tyree, no chance. That's what it feels like. Give that man the MVP and stop playing. So let's move on to another game. Oh man, because yeah, that was. You gotta stop. We just gotta stop doing it. We just give it. To somebody who's not a quarterback, if you have a player like this that's carrying the team, just give it to him. Like, there's no, we don't have to do this. Because if Tua wins MVP, this puts like this weird, I feel like it's really going to, I don't even want to say taint. Because the NFL MVP always has gotten a little weird. And lately it's just getting weirder because it's just become a quarterback award. We just, who's the best quarterback on the best team? And to me, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, just pick the guy, best guy on the best team is just like, it makes no sense. You know, um, if we're going to do that. Then Miles Garrett, give it to Miles Garrett also because he dominated his game. So just give it to the best player on the best team and throw the stats out the window. Throw him out the window. It's pointless then. Because if you watch this, and we're just going to say Tua is the main factor behind the Dolphins winning games, then we're just talking out of our ass at this point, you know? Because um, it's scheme, play calling, Tyreek Hill, the running game, and then Tua. You're the fifth, sixth most valuable player or thing. In this team, like, stop it. Stop doing this. Um, okay. Oh, buddy. My guy, Jordan Love, 
carries the Packers to a win over the Los Angeles Chargers, 23-20. He went 27-40 for with 322 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Aaron Jones, early in the game, goes out, hurts his leg. Um, A.J. Dillon can't get going. What do we do? What do you do if you're Jordan Love? I don't know. Spread the ball around. How many guys do we have here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine. He threw it to ten. If we do this thing with Pat, he threw it to ten different receivers this game. We need to do it for Jordan Love also because he went crazy. He went crazy. He put up 300 yards. We just talked about this on Thursday. Um, How many good games has Jordan Love had? I think that's what Daniel asked me. Well, that's two in a row now. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying the guy's pretty good. He's pretty good, man. Like, what do you want me to do? Um, I just, I, he's in the top. He's top fifteen. If if you just asking me by what I see him do, he's top fifteen now. Uh, here, there's going to be a bit of a a bit of a stretch, but I'm still going to say it. I really think if you look at what C.J. Stroud does very well and how he plays quarterback, not what they're producing, but how they play the quarterback position, Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud are very similar in their talents, in their abilities, their physical abilities. Um, Now... Jordan Love has something in common with another guy named Jordan. Uh, he has a little Jordan Poole to him, to give you a basketball analogy, where he kind of, well, I can't even say Jordan Poole. There's, there's got to be a better analogy. I'll figure one out. But, like, he just has this dumb bad luck. Now they say dumb luck. He has, like, the opposite of dumb luck. He has dumb bad luck, where it's just little things like, when he bobbled the snap and dropped it or um, when he just like sometimes like when he rolls out the pocket and tries to make plays and it just like hits a guy right. He hits a defender right in the chest with the ball. You're like, what is going on here? But this game, um, this for me, you know, the main thing to me was Jordan Love got it done. He had two different opportunities late in the game to go get it done. The first time doesn't get it done. But to me, going back and watching that drive, um, it was a little bit on the receivers. You know, um, there was a bunch of drops. Uh, he, he, there was two in particular. One was on third down, I think, that he... I forgot who it was. It might have been Jaden Reed, but Jaden Reed was playing amazing. I don't want to blame those receivers. All those skill guys are young guys that are really good, and they have a. Re- the Packers have a really great foundation set for their entire team. Their defense is not top tier, but it's up there. It's a. It's a like they're they're a very middling team, but their team is extremely young. So for me, that the the fact that everything's kind of just average is perfectly fine with me when I real when you realize, hey, how many guys do they have who are in their fifth year or later? Is it thirty percent of the team? A quarter of the team, twenty percent like how what percentage of starters 
for the Packers right now are actually in a, a sixth year and beyond. Like, it's not a lot, especially on the offensive side of the ball. It's not, it's very few. And um, the fact that they keep doing this, they keep playing a lot of close games uh, with these. Uh, the Chargers are an okay team. I think after this game, it's over with. Their, their chances are pretty much dead at this point. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan Love, man. I still, I really, I still have some Jordan Love stock. I've said, I said it last week. I said it last week. I still got a little Jordan Love stock in there, man. Um, the guy is pretty good. If he can just, just get rid of the bonehead Jameis Winston stuff where they're just weird, goofy plays, he can be a really good quarterback in this league. Um, on the other side of the ball, oof, oof, ah, oh, man, what do you want me to say, uh, the Chargers charged again, again, ah, oh, man, I mean, they, they put the offensive side of the ball comes to play every single week, Justin Herbert this game, carried this team um like he you want to talk about putting your putting the team on your back Eckler was okay but Eckler had a bunch of mistakes he didn't get going in the passing game um all the the receivers outside of Keenan Allen everybody every other receiver for the Chargers damn near had a huge mistake that all culminated culminated I can't even talk right now. Well, I don't, uh, all came together, <laughs> which I say big words, all came together and caused this loss. Uh, a big one. That last drive for the Chargers, both the last two drives for the Chargers was so difficult to see happen again to them. Um, it hurt. It hurt to watch uh, the second to last drive where Eckler slips on the handoff, just slips and falls. And then going out for the screen wide open, probably I, I want to say it's third and seven, third and eight, something like that. And he slips again and you just go, OK, what? um what do you do? What do you want Justin Herbert to do with that? And then on the other side, you just get, you let, and a lot of people, what a lot of people would say is you just let Jordan Love of all people just go down and just walk down the field on your team and score a touchdown. Really? But to me, Jordan Love's pretty good. And I see this as a, as a great moment for Jordan Love, but also it's still, hey, Brandon Staley, wake up, man. I don't know what they're doing over there on the Chargers defense but it's not working and this keeps happening where they have close games over and over and over and they continue to lose these games and it hurts to watch a team that I used to fear they used to be afraid of as a Chiefs fan like just dread oh god we gotta play the Chargers what's gonna happen can they put up 40 on us can we stop them can we do this oh, they're they're just this great team have been relegated to having the same record 
as the Packers, who a lot of people wrote off. Um, yeah, me included, maybe three, four weeks ago when, when Jordan Love was just playing really, really bad. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough. It's tough to watch. It's tough to watch Quentin Johnson, your first-round pick, with 23 seconds left in the game. Or what is it? Is it fourth and – it was a third and ten? What was it? No. It's second and six. Ugh. Either way, it's 20 seconds left. You're on your own 25, 30-ish, and you beat your man. It's man-to-man, and you beat your man. And Justin Herbert hits you right in the hands with a perfect ball, and you drop it and kick it out of bounds. There's no better way to describe a Chargers game than to just watch that play. That's it. You had it. You're doing it. Oh, no, you're not. That's the Chargers game every week. You're putting up points. We're moving down the field. The offense looks crazy. Oh, the defense just got to stop. Cool. Let's go down. Oh, no, we we lost the game. (laughs) Every time. And the game ends on a fourth down. And Justin Herbert getting the ball batted away. That's how the game ends. Fourth and eight with 20 seconds left. And Justin Herbert gets the ball batted away. And that's it. It's just game over. And these losses are getting progressively worse and worse. For a while, it looked like, hey, uh, you just Justin Herbert got him all the way into the red zone. And then he threw a pick. Ah, that hurts. Ah, like, we did everything. We, we got to stop. We got the ball back. Justin Herbert moves downfield. Ah, then he throws a pick and we lose the game. Damn. So close. Then it's, okay, we we uh, we uh go uh, the Lions game. They go straight down and they score. It's a minute left. And then the Lions, who are a really good team, just we can't stop them. Ah, that's a good team. Darn it. So close. And then you get to this game where you can't. You get one first down on the last drive and a guy drops a ball and Justin Herbert gets the ball batted away to end the game in the most anticlimactic way possible. And as a what whatever Chargers fans happen to be out there, I feel for you. <laughs> okay, I feel for you. I really do. I feel so bad that this team has fallen so far down. That we're relegated to watching. It's like a good soap. It's like a soap opera. It's like a good uh, TV show from back in the day. We're just, you know, what's going to happen. There's a formula to this. It's, it's Seinfeld. It's one of these sitcoms. It's, there's a formula to this. Uh, you know, something happens you get introduced and then the character has to go do something. And then they say the catchphrase and the show's over. <laughs> but the sad part is the catchphrase here is. The Chargers lose by one score, and Justin Herbert is trying his hardest to win the game, and he just can't do it. And I don't know how you change it. I don't know, like the defense still like I I I can't say. I don't want to put that catchphrase thing on Justin Herbert because it's less on Justin Herbert than it is, I guess, the coaching, the de- whole defensive side of the ball, just. Every time, just can't help themselves but give up that one play that breaks the game. 
and blows the whole team up. And at this point, I hate to say it, but it just looking like a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs rivals are going to have to hit the reset button on their entire teams. What do you do? What do you do? Quentin Johnson ain't it. Or at least right now it looks like it ain't it. The man can't catch a cold. All right. <laughs> he straight is struggling. So you can't move on from Mike Williams, who's always hurt. You can't move on from Keenan Allen. Do you just run that back? I get the offensive side of the ball, I guess, has been doing pretty good. Do you get rid of Eckler, try to clear some money up? That will definitely put a dent into your offense. Um, do you reset just the defense, fire the coach, reset the defensive side of the ball? I don't know, but it's sad to watch. The Bills, they didn't struggle this week, and we'll get to them in a minute, but they're falling apart. The Bengals, Joe Burrow's out for the season. Um, like... We bring we bring bringing back old school <laughs> matchups like the very beginning of Patrick Mahomes' career. We like Ravens and and Texans and that's like what are we doing here, man? Like this, it's so crazy to see how things have turned, man. It's wild. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Texans, man. Sheesh. Oh man, I don't. <sighs> C.J. Stroud. Uh. The Texans beat the Cardinals 21 to 16 and do not cover the spread. Devin Singletary, um, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like the Texans are just like a Madden team. Like they just like put up these crazy stats every game. Like somebody's putting up crazy stats every, it's like they just know who's going get him the ball, and they just do that continuously. And C.J. Stroud has been really good at just, like, for receivers. I don't know if it's the coaching, just knowing, calling up plays to go to these guys over and over again. But Tank Dell had 150, 49 yards and a touchdown on eight catches and 10 targets. Devin Singletary put up 112 yards again. C.J. Stroud had 336 yards. Like, they, these guys are just, that's th two, that's three, four weeks in a row. Well, Whatever it's been since the Carolina game, where it's just you got guys going 120 plus yards and everything, and just going crazy. Um, but um, Houston stalled out in the second half, it's very, very similarly to how the Dolphins did. I think, if I remember correctly, Nico took that big hit. Oh, excuse me. Nico Collins took a big hit and he was kind of just done for the rest of the game, which is completely understandable. But Tank Dell steps up and takes his place and just goes crazy. And, uh, excuse me. And it, it just, it's wild. They, I mean, CJ Stroud, I, I can't say he, he's, he regressed. He threw three picks, though, you know. One of them was just complete. One of them was a tip. Um, one of them, the one to the end zone was bad. He basically threw it into almost triple coverage. Now, granted, when he let it go, it didn't look as bad, but I'm pretty sure the safety broke on the ball and made it worse than it was. But, yeah, the Texans, man, uh, I don't know what to say. I don't. I, they're 6-4 and four now. 
The team is really good. C.J. Stroud is really good. C.J. Stroud, we're going to have to, if he ha- if the next week he has a really good game, we're going to have to really talk about him. If we're going best player on best on the one of the best teams, C.J. Stroud is starting to work himself up there. Um, legitimately, not like could he be, but like who's doing better? Who's carrying their team more as a quarterback than C.J. Stroud right now? I don't know. Maybe Kyler Murray. <laughs> if Kyler Murray was there all season, because Kyler Murray was—he really just. You talking about? I was saying put the team on my back during love side, but Kyler Murray was doing everything he could to keep the Cardinals in this game, and he he basically did. They they lost the game on the drive where they had the ball with about a minute and a half left, and he was just wheeling and dealing and looked like. I'm Kyler Murray, just like he didn't even miss a beat. Um, we just couldn't get it done. The Texans defense is really good. I don't, I don't know what else is the text. This Texans team is a very serious team. I genuinely like actually feel like at any given moment, they could beat any given team in the league. Now, like when it comes to playing the really, really good teams, most likely they will, I don't want to say exposed, but we'll, you'll see the dark spots in the team. And, um, but if CJ Stroud just doesn't have games like this, if he can just limit himself to, I don't, if he throws a pick a game for the rest of the season, that would still probably be serviceable outside of that the way he's playing that would be serviceable but you know the Cardinals are supposed to be a bad team but I think with Kyler Murray back I mean look the guy put up what what is this 265 total yards two touchdowns an interception like he he played really good like he had that goal line stretch where he he took off, ran it to like the two yard line, got smashed, got right back up, like nothing even happened. Turn around right on the next play and run it right in, just looking like pure what Kyler Murray's supposed to. James Conner back, they're getting healthy at the right time, so it look pretty good, man. CJ Stroud just need to calm down, man. The hero ball is good. For the end of game stuff, if you're throwing picks, which he kind of was here, but he carried, he, he he threw one of those picks and came right back down and got his team in the scoring range. And but um, yeah, just you can't, this can't happen. Especially when was the last pick? The last pick, you almost, you damn near lost your team the game. Yeah, the last pick was yeah right at the end of the game with five minutes left. That's when Carolina or Carolina. That's when Arizona gets the ball. And they moved down. Oh, that's what I was thinking. That's why I thought of less than two minutes because they crossed midfield with about less than two minutes to go. Yeah, and like, what do you um, clean it up, CJ Stroud? Clean it up. You were supposed to beat this team. You beat them basically right on the spread line. The spread was five and a half, and you beat them by five. You did basically exactly what you were supposed to do, but that came with throwing three picks. You don't throw those, those three picks, you probably blow them out. And that's how the that's how this game goes. Shout out to Kyler Murray, man. Um, if the Cardinals don't keep him, whoever he goes to is 
if a spec like we you can't let Kyler Murray go to one of these really good teams. Like I don't even know who he would go to at this point, but if he goes somewhere like Denver, like replace Russell Wilson, they instantly become like an actually good team, not just a the team that they are now, which is just a team that they can win the games against teams. If that makes any sense, like they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Bills, like they can win games too. We would look at them in a totally different light with this version of Kyler Murray right now coming back off the ACL. So shout out to Kyler Murray, man. The stats didn't wasn't aren't super crazy, but he did what he could and what he had to with the with the pieces that are around him. You can only do so much, and he did it. So shout out to him. Shout out to CJ Stroud. Quit throwing him picks. You know, quit trying to force stuff. Don't play hero ball. Don't fall into the trap of Josh Allen where we love you for these game-winning drives and these big plays. You don't have to do that, man. When you get the, when you get a lead like that, just chill out. You ain't got to do all that. You don't have to win the game every possession. Just relax. Now, let's get to one of the other crazy early window games. Because I'm, I'm doing all these because the late window games was caca. It's plain and simple. So I'm just getting to these because this whole early window was amazing. Just an amazing three hours of football, man. And uh, another amazing game, which which red flags, red flags everywhere, all over this game <laughs> for the Detroit Lions beating the Chicago Bears 31 to 26. Now, you may see the highlights of Aiden Hutchinson stripping the ball and and um, kicking it into the end zone from Justin Fields' fumble, and you'll see all the high-octane plays, but there was a long stretch in the third quarter where it looked like there was almost no way that the Lions were going to win this game. And Jared Goff looked like, oh yeah, that's why the Rams got rid of Jared Goff. Duh, because stuff like this is going to happen where he throws three picks. He just goes cold for a whole quarter, essentially. The running game, I mean, they had 115, but they couldn't get going because they were behind this whole game. Isn't that wild? They were behind this entire game. Why? Because Justin Fields was the best running back in the game. <laughs> 16 for 23 passing 169 yards with one touchdown. Cool. Watching it, that was meaningless because what? All of it went to DJ Moore. Yeah. 7 for 96 went to DJ Moore. So he had, he had, he was 9 for 14 and 70 yards to everybody else, roughly. Yeah, so it was just, it was either, it was Justin Fields' run or Justin Fields throw it to DJ Moore, and it worked on the Lions' defense. That worked. That is a giant red flag when every other team that Justin Fields has played has shut that down. That is a massive red flag. And looking back on the Ravens game, now we see there is a clear hole in the Lions defense or the Lions as a team, which is if it's the same thing like the Ravens. The only difference is Jared Goff, for some reason, (laughs) is a better passer. But 
I don't want to say he's he's a better pure passer of the ball than Lamar Jackson, but running quarterbacks are gouging the Lions, just dominating them. It's weird to see. It was weird to see it. Like they they went up early, and the Lions rallied, and then the Bears rallied, and then once they got him in that little okay, you can't just use David Montgomery thirty times. You can't just hand the ball off forty times in the last three quarters and win a game, they struggled. They struggled until Jerichoff just, he finally caught a rhythm and got going. So that was cool. But red flags for this wild game, man. Like, it was a wild comeback. I mean, they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Like, hold on, let me find the stretch. Where was the stretch at? Um, Third quarter. Three and out. They open up the third quarter. They're down or they're up. And see, they put their foot on the break. But that's another, you know, that's a lot of these good teams. A lot of the teams that we're calling good teams right now are teams that are good at ball control, that are good at getting the lead and keeping it. And this was one of the signs from one of these good teams that they could do something about it. They could fight back after being down. Because that's where we had now. We're just in this. This year is just like the year of ball control the best teams are the best teams that can get a lead hold it in the game but this so this is their stretch in the second half the lines punt fumble interception punt that's the whole <laughs> that's their whole from the from kickoff at halftime till a minute in the fourth quarter that was they the whole stretch and then after that they go Touchdown, touchdown, safety to end the game. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Bears, Justin Fields looked okay, man, but, you know, it's the Lions. The Lions are pretty good, but we there's, a red, there's another red flag there now. I'm just I'm not challenging the play yet, but it's like when Belichick threw the, threw the flag and was like, I'm, I might pick it up. I, uh, am I going to pick it up? Am I not going to pick it up? Am I going to pick it up? I don't know yet. But it's on the ground. I got my hand in my pocket. Holding, I'm holding the challenge flag on the Lions right now <laughs> after watching that game. Oh, man. The early window was so awesome today. <sighs> yeah, I'm getting out of here early, man. I'm just going to run through um, the late window because it was bad. Uh, I didn't really watch a lot of the Rams, Seahawks. Gino went down. Matthew Stafford held on for dear life. That's it. Puka Nakua. He's back. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, um, Cooper Krupp just kind of looked dry. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really watch a lot as I've seen whatever popped up on red zone. I had the other two games on and just had Seahawks and Rams on red zone. Um, but the Rams win 17, 16. So I said it, if any team, if there's any quarterback right now out of all these underdogs that can um, that can get the dub, it was Matt Stafford, and he did it, and he got banged up. So uh, let's see. Uh, 49ers beat the Buccaneers 27-14. Looked like in, like, the first quarter or so that uh, the first half, I guess, that, like, the Buccaneers looked like, oh, okay, they hanging around a little bit. Um, <laughs> That was it. It was over, you know. 
Brock Purdy. What do you want me to say about Brock Purdy, man? Uh, if he got his guys, he can go crazy. Um, if not, then he can't. It's pretty simple. Uh, at some point, we keep talking about Brock Purdy being so amazing, but at some point, we gotta put a little respect on Brandon Ayuk's name. All right. At some point, we like he's in that he's in the league of Avengers. Also, we not finna do that and just Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, and not talk about maybe Brandon Ayuk is is like that too. And just adding another name: Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo, Christian McCaffrey. The only other person that caught a ball was Jawan Jennings. So we talking about the only people he's throwing the ball to are other or pro bowlers. <laughs> That's what we talking about. The second best tight end in the league, a top eight, top ten wide receiver, and maybe another top ten receiver. We gonna have to talk about it. Not right now, not today. I'm not doing it today. But at some point, we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about how, what, what is Brandon Ayuk? But yeah, Christian McCaffrey breaks the, or getting another streak going, <laughs> scores another touchdown. Uh, but yeah, the Bucks don't run the ball, which is weird because Rashad White looks really good um, just with the ball in his hands. And it just seems like. Um, if they can get a lead and kind of feed that guy, feed Rashad White, they they look really good. But when Baker has to, it's like, okay, Baker, we're down two scores. Go out there and get us back in this game. That's not happening. It's just not happening. Very simple. Bucks are they cool? They cool? They're not terrible. They're not an awful team. They okay. I mean, that's the 49ers also. So, and everybody back healthy, they didn't stand a chance. That hurts, but it is what it is. Um, Jets Bills. Oh, can the Jets do it again? No. No. Shout out to Dan, man. He said it early in the season. Um, <laughs> I tried to throw Zach Wilson a little bail early in the season because they were getting wins and I was like hey he's he's not losing them the game and now we're just back to Daniel's right the guy is not good and um just kind of hoping to hold on till Christmas for Aaron Rodgers to come back excuse me oh Hoping to hold on for Aaron Rodgers to come back just doesn't seem very viable. And uh, I think the Jets are dead. Buffalo blowing the Jets out doesn't do anything for me. Especially because, like, the first half, the Bills just look like they they weren't really doing a lot. So, this game just didn't do nothing for me, man. They blew them out. That's what they were supposed to do. Um... Yeah. Uh oh, Thursday night because we did we do the podcast on Wednesday and I, I I forgot I need to talk about Thursday night. Uh, ooh. I usually don't do this, but I feel like Jake Browning. Um, the Ravens beat the Bengals thirty four to twenty. 
Jake Browning comes in for Joe Burrow after he gets after he hurts his hand, which was in a cast before the game or in some type of sling or some some type of wrapping or something on his hand before the game. And then he tears a ligament in his wrist. And Jake Browning comes in, and I don't like doing this. I don't want to be conspiracy theory, man, but it definitely felt like there were a lot of non-calls that should have and could have gone the Bengals' way that would have, you know, kind of gave them more of an ability to win the game. And because the Ravens didn't really do anything, Typical Raven style, where you know they're up and then they just kind of don't do anything anymore, and they kind of, that's it. And um, I don't know, it just felt a little off. I know Lamar got hurt, but they stalled out in, in the second half like they typically do. And Joe Burrow's gone, and Jay Browning was making plays here and there, but it just wasn't enough, and didn't get enough calls that I felt like were hey, that's you know. That's pass interference, or it's like these little little things that were happening that kind of added up, and it just felt a little weird. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, but they lose. Ravens won. I expected the Ravens to win, even with Joe Burrow, but still, it was just an injury laden game. It kind of sucks. Injuries suck, man. So many injuries this 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 year just kind of just taken away from taken away from everything, especially when you get the top quarterbacks and all the top players and everything just getting injured. It just sucks, man. I don't know if practicing more or what it is, but it, it's it's not fun when all these guys get hurt. But that's how I'm gonna end the pod. Um, Chiefs on Monday, Chiefs Eagles. Let's get it. The Super Bowl redo might be might be the second of three meetings in in a year. I don't know, but I had to I had to run it back in the Super Bowl. So let's see. Monday calls it. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, you know the usual stick. Sti- uh, go subscribe to the YouTube, the Carver Two X Show on YouTube. On TikTok, it's Carver2X. On Instagram, it's Carver2X. Uh, you know, like and subscribe the videos. Uh, give me a, a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. And um, yeah, that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope that, you know, I hope this was good. It was a great week. I loved, uh, it was fun. So, see ya.